Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, David and Goliath. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dude, this is, okay, when I even think about the Old Testament, I think a lot of times, like, I, this is one of the big stories I oh, go yeah. to. It's just, it's, even people who have no idea what the Bible is, they hear this idea of facing a giant and, you know, David and Goliath. Oh, and, yeah. You know, everybody knows this story, but do they? But do they? But do they? Well, before we get to the exciting stuff, we should see how David is introduced in the Bible because he doesn't show up when Goliath shows up. We actually meet him earlier. So in the last episode, it was all about Saul, who was the first king of Israel. And it didn't go well. He was a, a guy that was really full of pride. We, remember we talked about how he knew about God, right. but he didn't know God. Yep. And like that's a really big, big, big difference. So ultimately, God rejected him as the first king, or as king. Yep. So now we're going to have to have a new king, version 2, 2.0. And he said that his reign would come to an end. Yeah. And when Israel needed this new king, uh, that process didn't happen like our elections do. It's not like people are campaigning to be the king and get all the votes. (laughs) It didn't work that way. God was the one who was in control and it took much longer than you would think. Okay. So how do we even meet David? Well, let's find out in 1 Samuel chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him as being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Okay, guys, you remember Jesse. This is not the first time we've heard this name before. He's the grandson of Ruth and Boaz from a few episodes ago. That's right. And God told Samuel to go to Jesse's house so that he could worship, and they were going to have this feast, and God would reveal to Samuel who the future king of Israel would be. I, I, I don't know about you. I don't remember the last time I got invited over for a feast anywhere. It is kind of close to holidays, so sometimes we get feast-ish. Right. But it's usually like pizza. <laughs> you know, we bring our whole crew over. No one's making a feast. It's usually like pizza or something like that. So this is this is a crazy dinner party to get invited oh, yeah. to. It's, it's big time. Jesse and his sons. And at this dinner party, the unexpected happens. Samuel gets there. He sees Jesse's oldest son, Eliab, and he thinks, oh, this has got to be the guy. He's tall and strapping and handsome. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Yes. Okay, so this is is our first big shift we see, right? Because before... Saul was, you know, remember he was super tall yep. and he was handsome. That was That's a big right. thing we talked about all, last All the time. people liked him because he looked good. Yep. But this is like we're saying God is concerned not about what we look like, but what is going on inside of our heart. That's right. So then Jesse parades his other sons in front of Samuel. And you know, he's got all these sons, seven of them go by, uh, Abinadab and Shammah and others. Uh, okay. <laughs> We okay. We we kind of read ahead. David is. Yeah. We said this about David and Goliath. Right. So it's not about Abinadab <laughs> and Goliath because I think a king Abinadab would be would be hard to swallow. Do you think there'd be more people named Abinadab today? Maybe. Well, hey, 
in a, maybe in an alternate dimension. There's all these <laughs> Abinadabs all over the place. I don't know. That's that's a weird name. All right. Well, I'm glad it didn't work out like that. Me too. So Samuel sees all of Jesse's sons. And God says no to every single one of them, which I, when I always picture this in my mind, I'm like, did he have some kind of like, boop, 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 <laughs> like it was like a, like big, a metal detector a or something? Duck, duck goose yeah. game or something, you know, I don't, I don't think it was like that. I think well, that, you know, God was doing something in this. Yeah. Spot. And he seemed to be speaking to Samuel directly and Samuel could understand what God wanted. And so Samuel's like, Jesse, listen, you've shown me seven sons. Are you sure you don't have any other sons? God told me it would be one of your sons. And none of these guys, none of these guys got the nod. And then Jesse's like, uh, well, yeah, we, we do have one other son named David, but he's out watching the sheep. We didn't even invite him because he, he's not very impressive. Obviously, it's not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so Samuel was like, I said, bring your sons. Right. You know what's funny? This has always kind of like hit me like, the end of Cinderella when like, have you no more daughters? And right. then Cinderella comes busting through the door. So I don't think it was like that kind of a thing. Yeah. She didn't, he didn't, David didn't come in and try on a slipper or something like this, <laughs> but he rolls in. Yeah. And you know, so Sam was like, well then bring him to me. Let's check this guy out. And he sent and brought David in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. Boom. David was anointed king. And then it says that God's spirit filled him. How cool is that? We're actually going to see that God's presence in David's life was what defined him. And again, David, much easier to say a yep. lot yep. than uh, Abinadab. 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 That's probably why David's like, it is a, like that popular name today. Yep. Do you know a lot of Davids? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I know a few Davids. Do you know a lot of Davids? I think I know more Davids than you do. Let's play a game. Okay. And now it's time for the Dave Show Game Show. Let's see who knows more Davids, Eric or Lance. We'll start with Eric. Ready, set, go. Ooh, there's a lot of pressure here. <laughs> I always like hear people playing games like this, and I'm like, I'd be so good at this. Yeah. Now I'm, we're I'm in the, the hot spot. seat. This is Did it. you come prepared for this? No, I didn't okay. know we were playing this game. Here we go. I just thought of it right now. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, who's first? I think you're first is okay. what, what the game show host said. Okay, here we go. David Letterman. David Ruskuski. David Beckham. David Spear. David Copperfield. You're going with all these celebrities. Dave Vanderweide. Dave Casey. Dave Ward. Dave Chappelle. David Pittman. Ooh. David. Lance wins. <laughs> to all the Davids out there that know that I know them, I'm very <laughs> sorry. I just went blank. Oh, I hate my life. That's fine. <sighs> Man, that that was harder than I thought. Of course, yeah. now that it's over, I'm like, I can think of uh, 40 more Davids. Oh my gosh, man, you went really want celebrities there. Well, you know, I don't know, just what that's where my my brain went. Okay, that was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure, <sighs> man. Okay, so that's how David from the Bible is introduced as an unimportant little brother who God chooses to be the future king of Israel. So that I mean, talk about pressure. He suddenly, I mean, in, in the presence of all of his older siblings, yep. he gets anointed as king. Um, 
and, 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 but he didn't have to become king right away. Like, I don't know if that. How long really was it, though, like in real time? Well, I mean, remember, he was a boy. And so, right, yeah. Uh, most Bible scholars think somewhere between 15 and 20 years later is when David actually became Holy the king. Holy junk. That's a long time. Yeah, and a lot happened in the history of Israel in that 15 to 20 years. They were consistently dealing with the Philistines, their enemy to their southwest. So, southwest, like if you're, you guys are looking at a map, yep. you know, that would be like the bottom left corner. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the Philistines, as a people, did not like the Israelites, God's people. First of all, they worshipped another god. And second, Israel's ancestors had pushed the Philistines' ancestors out of their land a long time before. Right. So, like, back when Joshua led the people into the promised land? That's exactly right. And in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're, we're, seen, we're given this battle scene. Dude, I love a good battle scene. Hold on, wait. wait. We're going to need some battle scene music. Hold oh, on. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good battle scene music. Okay. Let's go. So King Saul and the army of Israel were camped on a hillside looking down on a valley. And across the valley, clear on the other hillside, was the camp of the Philistine army. There they are. I see them. They were in a standoff for 40 days. 40? Always 40. Always 40. It's always with the 40. Yeah. That keeps coming up. What happened in the standoff, though? Oh, say, okay, get this. What seems to happen is that every day around lunch, the armies would suit up and they would line up for battle. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest and baddest and meanest warrior of the Philistines would step forward and shout at the army of Israel. Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves. Let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. This is Goliath. Yes. The Bible like is, it said that the head of a spear weighed 15 pounds and like his body armor was like 125. That's like 125 pounds. That's like... It's like as big as like my wife, you know, like his spear, his, his armor was like the, the, the weight of like a human person. Right. And like he was 10 foot tall. Oh, um, about that. Huh? There's, there's actually a lot of evidence that suggests Goliath was closer to seven feet tall, not 10 feet tall. No, come on. Yeah. So it's a giant. I mean, he was tall, almost seven feet, but uh, J. Daniel Hayes, this guy has a master's degree from DTS and a PhD from Southwestern. He's also an Old Testament professor and he's an author. He published this article back in 2005 that uh, shows evidence from the Septuagint and from the Dead Sea Scrolls and from Josephus that says Goliath's height was four cubits and a span, not six cubits and a span, which means... Goliath would have been about six feet, nine inches tall. Oh, well, I don't know what half the words you just said were, but this is, this is very disappointing. Oh, really? The picture in my children's Bible was very different <laughs> than what you're saying. Cause I want, I want Goliath to be like that size of a basketball goal. Yeah. Well, see, this is one of those times where knowing, uh, the truth actually gives us the right perspective to the story. You see, Goliath was okay. definitely mean and intimidating. At six foot nine, he's not a guy any of us would want to mess with, right? No, no. But at six foot nine, Israel had a guy almost as tall. Who? Remember from last episode, King Saul? Yeah. He was a head taller than anyone else in Israel. Scholars think he was probably at least six foot six. Well, 
Okay. <laughs> you mean that Goliath would intimidate the whole army of Israel every day for 40 days? Yep. And the guy who's three inches shorter. Yeah, almost as and big. And the man in charge. Yeah. Wasn't going out to face him. Exactly. See, that's what we're meant to see in this story. The king, the people wanted, who was tall and handsome and proud, couldn't actually save the people because he was a scaredy cat. Well, didn't he like trust God to deliver them? That's his, that's what God's always done. Right. But Saul didn't. That's the point. The king, the people wanted, wasn't able to save them because he didn't know and follow God. Okay. So how does David fit into this? Well, David is pictured as the complete opposite of Saul. You see, he's a boy. Mm-hmm. He's not a grown man who's big and strong. He's humble. He's not proud and selfish like Saul. David trusts in God and his promises, not in his own strength like Saul does. Okay, so 40 days into this standoff, David shows up and he's bringing his brothers like this army picnic basket. Right. Come bring some, here's food from dad. And so he walks up into this scene yep. where he, he sees everyone suited up like this thing's about to go down and he watches Goliath walk forward and shout at the army of Israel and go you know, taunt them like he'd right. been doing every day for 40 days. So then what happens? Well, David looks around and he can't, he's flabbergasted. He can't believe like that word there. Flabbergasted. I don't know a better place to use that word. That's a great word. Yeah. So David, he looks around and he's like, guys, we're God's people. God's not going to let us fall into the hands of this unholy Philistine. If no one else is going to fight him, I'll do it. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> and that's, I mean, there, okay, there had to be a period of time not listed in the Bible where it took for the laughing to stop. Because <laughs> right. they're like, dude, no, you yeah. are a child. Actually, if you read in the Bible, his brothers hear him say this and they get mad at him. They're like, just get out of here. Dude, you're embarrassing us for yeah. our friends. Right. Oh my gosh. But he got, he's got this secure confidence though that God's in control. Yeah. He believes. He believes. That's right. You know, you and I know a guy who's kind of like this in some ways. Okay. And his name is also David. He, he goes by Dave though. You know, Dave Ward. Yeah. See, Dave is, uh, is one of these guys who has this quiet confidence and he's humble and it's all because of his faith in God. And so other times we've called people or had people on the show with the same name as the person in the Bible we're talking about. What if we called Dave? Dude, another reason I'm glad it's not Abinadab because we'd have a hard time calling an Abinadab. Yeah, let's call Dave. Hi, this is Dave. Dave, it's Lance and Eric from Who's in the Bible? Hey, gentlemen. How are y'all? We're pretty good. How are you? Great. Doing well. Doing well. All right. So, uh, David is this great Bible name. Uh, my question for you is, what's it like sharing a name with a king? Well, I thought it was a little curious, but uh, to be honest with you, I really haven't thought too much about it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if my parents selected the name David because of King David. They never, you know brought that up or made the point of telling me that. So uh, I never have really thinking of me as obviously the same level as a king right. by any means. You know, so. 
All right. Well, I've got one more question for you. We've been talking about the differences between Saul and David in the Bible. Saul was this guy who was really proud and David was really humble. And the Bible says that God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So if you were going to sit down and very quickly describe to kids what it means to be humble, what would you say? Uh, My thought on that would be is that um, to to use the gifts that God has given you and really not to compare your gifts to others or be a show-off to others about that you're better than they are in a way, but also because of the gifts that God has given you, have confidence in those gifts and to use them well. And uh, using those well, gifts well, you know, obviously glorifies God, you know, in every aspect. But our lives as a whole should glorify God. But we're all gifted, you know, in different ways. That's pretty good. uh, Yeah. So, anyway, I think that that's what I would tell my granddaughters and grandson, uh, you know, that doing the best that you can, but not to make it a comparison issue where I'm better than you are, or that sort of thing. But enjoy those gifts, you know, really do enjoy those gifts. Perfect. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us on the podcast today. Okay, sure. Well, thanks for calling me and asking me. All right. Have a great day. All right. Y'all too. Bye-bye. Bye. That is a great Dave. That is a great Dave. I love Dave Ward, man. What a cool guy. So young David... Wants to fight Goliath. Yeah. So what? what is, I mean, Saul, he's king. Again, remember, he's feeling the onus. That's like, right. really my job. And this kid's doing it. Yeah, Saul was <laughs> so desperate for someone, for anyone to do it, that he agreed to let David do it. In fact, he had already told the army, if anybody goes out and fights this guy, I'll make you rich and give you my daughter. Yeah, he knew no one's going to be cashing in on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that guy's going to be dead. So, um that's where Saul tried to really make David like wear his armor and carry his weapon. Now, I don't think it says how heavy Saul's armor was, no. but if Goliath was 125 pounds yeah. and he was six, nine, probably his was pretty heavy too. Yeah, And you would think maybe even some of the other soldiers might've had something that fit David a little better because yeah. they weren't as big as Saul. Totally. Yeah. Right. But David was like, Nope, I've got this. I've got my staff and a sling. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to take on this giant and, and I'm going to bring, oh, what do I got? I got a hiking stick and a slingshot. <laughs> That's, yeah. All right. Listen, you know how I like to tell the stories, but this one, I think we can, we can get straight from 1 Samuel chapter 17. All right. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth rocks from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David, with his shield-bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog, that you would come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. 
and I will give you the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put in his hand his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. Best. Oh, it's just the yes. best, man. It's just the best. I... You, there's so much in here that's so great. You can tell they, this guy had older brothers because he knows how to talk trash. <laughs> yes, he does. But it's like he's talking trash, but he's got God to back him up. Yeah. You know, I get chills. Man, every time it gets to that, you've come with me in the sword and with the spear, with the javelin, but I come to you in the name of Lord Host. Ugh. It's it gets so, me every time, man. Yeah, it's so good. David even says, he's like... Uh, I will cut off your, I'll strike you down and cut off your head. <laughs> cut and, off your head. Yeah. And then he's like, I'll give the dead bodies of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the oh air. That gosh. was like, we don't know uh, because we don't say things like this in our language. We try but that to. was like ultimate trash talk. That because is. It was deeply offensive to have your dead body consumed by the birds of the air. I know. There's a lot. I got five boys in my house. Yeah. There's a lot of trash talking. Yeah. David would put all my boys to shame. This was big time. This was. <laughs> Man. And, and. God saved his he, people. He does it. He, he does, does it. He comes through. He comes through and he used uh, a, a boy with a slingshot to do it. That's so crazy. What a great story. But what do we do with it though, Eric? I mean, there's, there's so much. I mean, like even like it was hard to not even talk whenever we're just reading through the story itself. Yeah. I'm like, ah, ah. Right. There's a lot. Uh, the most important thing we should take from this story though is that God is the one who saves yeah, I mean, so obviously there's this boy with a slingshot who was completely unlike all the other army that's kind of standing there all geared up, like they're getting geared up every day and he's different. Yeah. So, but we shouldn't hold David up as the hero here because David's confidence and trust weren't in himself. He could talk trash because of, not because of what he knew he could do, but because he knew God was with him. That's right. All of his confidence was in God. And this story is meant to show us the difference between the king that the people wanted, who was Saul, who was tall and handsome and proud, but the king God wanted. Who, That's right. Who was this insignificant little brother who loved God and trusted in him completely. We go back to where, you know, at the beginning, back, back to the feast, when he got anointed, that God doesn't judge the outside of a person. He looks on the inside. Man, the story of David is just getting started. So make sure to join us on the next episode as we keep going through the Bible together. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. 